bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobil. And now, today's word. That is why historically, everywhere in any primitive society, when the word of God comes, modernization comes, development comes, civilization comes, because the word of the Lord will enlighten your eyes. The word of the Lord will enlighten your eyes. People say, you know, sometimes we talk about great civilizations like Europe. Europe was not civilized by itself. A few years ago, not too long ago, they were called barbarians by the Romans and the Greeks because those Europeans were backward. But thank God that the word of God went to Europe and the word of God began to give them a new paradigm and it enlightened their eyes and they became civilized. And after they became civilized, they threw the word of God away. And now they are going back to barbarity. That's why they are passing laws that don't make sense, but it makes sense to them in their own eyes. Because when you take the word of God out, foolishness becomes wise to you. Stupidity becomes intelligence to you. The word of the Lord is the key to civilization. It enlightens the eyes. It civilizes. It civilizes. That's we can take the most crude person in our society, bring him to church, introduce the word to them, and they will be civilized. They will learn how to behave. They will learn how to speak. They will sit well. They will eat well. They will talk well because the word of the Lord enlightens our eyes. Get that word into you. It will enlighten your eyes. The word of the Lord, number four, five, satisfies. Satisfies. The, the psalmist says, it is sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. It satisfies. It is my sugar. Somebody who says the sugar in my cocoa, although you must improve beyond cocoa, but it's, it's okay. The word of the Lord sweetens our lives. It makes life sweet, life worth living. When you pay attention to it, it brings satisfaction to your life. You may not have everything, but just reading the word just makes your life sweet. There's no more beautiful scene than to see an old woman or an old man who is sitting alone. Nobody is sitting with him. The children are gone to work and he's home alone and sitting down somewhere in their chair and, and, and they have their Bible by them and just reading the Bible. And when you just watch them reading the Bible, you can just tell this old person has got sweetness in their soul because that word is satisfying them. They read it, they are smiling, they read it, they are happy, they listen to it and you can tell they have something you don't have. What it is, what is it? Is the word of God which is sweeter than honey. It sweetens your life. It satisfies you. It gives you what money cannot do. It gives you what pleasure cannot give you. It gives you what your husband cannot give you. It gives you what your wife cannot give you. It gives you what the world cannot give you. It is sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. When you apply it to your life, your life is sweet. I don't know about you, but I want my life to be sweet. The word of God disciplines us. The Bible says by it we are warned. It corrects us. It trains us. Because we are children of God. When we read God's word, 
he convicts us it helps us to see the things that are wrong in our lives so we can go back to God for help for forgiveness and for strength and number seven the Word of God rewards the Word of God rewards it fulfills its promises in keeping the Word we find great reward our faith is rewarded our life is rewarded our hope is rewarded and it gives us the greatest reward of all to be with God in eternity and anytime we read the Bible and we apply it to our lives these are the things that happens to us the Word of God transforms us the Word of God instructs us the Word of God encourages us the Word of God civilizes us the Word of God satisfies us it disciplines us and rewards us when we apply it not just when we read it but when we apply it then we get these benefits of the Word of God now the big question people are gonna ask is so how do I apply it or oh, which part of the Bible oh how do I even know what to apply now many times when it comes to applying the Word of God people don't know really what do I apply There's a story of a man who was in the habit of randomly opening to a portion of the Bible and pointing to that point and just saying that is the Word of God for me for today I know some of you once in a while do it you open to the Bible and you just say oh that's the word of God you point to something and say God has spoken to me so one day this man did that he opened randomly and pointed and he, he pointed to Matthew 27 verse 5 and it's in reference to Judas and it says he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself <laughs> and that's not a good so he's, I mean, like you, he just turned to that. He said, that's not a good scripture. Now, Lord, if you are the one speaking, confirm it the second time. The second time he opened, he got to Luke chapter 10, verse 37. And Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. <laughs> now, when we talk about applying the word of God, that's not what we are talking about. We're not talking about just pointing to scripture and, and, and just doing something. So how do we determine what to apply to the Word of God Isaiah chapter 40 verse 8 says the grass withers the flower fades but the Word of our God stands forever now anytime you are reading the Bible and you want to apply it to your life you have to look for the Word of the Lord that stands forever the Word of the Lord that stands forever that word of the Lord that stands forever is called timeless truth. Timeless truth. Now that's very important and I'm going to explain it very soon. Although the word of God is timeless, it is revealed in time. It is timeless, but it is revealed in time. It is eternal, but it is revealed in time so the times in which it was revealed and we looked at this when we talked about interpre interpreting the word the times in which it is revealed very very important and and you have to be able to 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 take away the timelessness from the time because what you are applying is the word of the Lord which is forever 
which doesn't wither, which just doesn't change. And let me give you a, an example that will help you. Let's take, for example, that a, a baby is born to a rich family, a very rich family. And, and, and the family is very rich. And so the, the, a baby is, the baby is born and they, they wrap the baby in a 10,000 CD shawl. Just take 10,000 CDs, buy a nice shawl and wrap the baby in. You look at the baby, you say, wow, what a shawl. <laughs> now, some of you are going to say, Pastor, I would never do that because you don't have money. <laughs> it's amazing the things you will never do when you are broke. <laughs> I would never do that. Wait till you get money. So they buy a 10,000 city shawl and wrap the baby in. Then another baby is born in, in the middle class. They're, they're rich but not too rich. So they buy a 1,000 city shawl and wrap their baby in. So the baby is in a 1,000 city shawl. No, that's not a shawl. That's a blanket. And the third one is believing God but currently broke. And they have a baby, and they don't have much money. They can't even buy a blanket, buy anything. So they pick the, the mother or grandmother's uh, cloth and wrap the baby in. So baby wrapped in three different things. One is wrapped in a 10,000 city shawl. One in a 1,000 city shawl. The other in uh, expensive grandmother's cloth. All right. Now, the important thing to realize is that something is changing and something is not changing. What is not changing is the baby. What is changing is what the baby is wrapped in. Now, so for my analogy, that baby is the timeless principle. It doesn't change. It's a baby, it's a baby, it's a baby. To the rich person, it's a baby. To the middle class, it's a baby. To the poor, it's a baby. A baby is a baby. That's a principle. It's timeless. But the shawl, the covering is changing. Covering is changing. So covering represents the time, the condition, the location, the circumstances in which the timeless principle came. That, that timeless principle is wrapped in time by circumstances. For you to really appreciate, when you go to visit somebody who has delivered, you don't say, let me go and see the shawl. Is that what you go to see? No. You don't say, oh, let, let me come in. I've heard that Mr. So-and-so has a child. I'm going to look at the blanket. No. You go to look at the baby. So what you have to learn to do in, in the Bible is you have to learn to unwrap the timeless principle from the shawl, the time it was giving so that the principle stands. And that principle is the same throughout all eternity. Are you following me? Now, what we are applying is the timeless principle. The timeless principle is something that does not change with time. It doesn't change with time. It's the same truth. It never fades, it never dies, its power is the same, its message is the same. It's the same truth. You have to find that. Secondly, the timeless principle does not change because of the culture. It is truth that goes beyond the culture 
of the immediate hearers. So whether it was delivered 2,000 years ago, 4,000 years ago, to a certain people who were not as civilized as we are, that truth is the same, although the blanket will be different. The shawl will be different. Timeless truth speaks to us in every time and location. Whether you are in the first century or the 21st century, the word of God works at all times and in all places. The same word that Peter believed is the same word we believe. Timeless truth. Timeless truth. So let me just give you some examples. For example, you read in the Bible and you read about David and Goliath. And we know the story of David and Goliath, but I'm not going to go into that. Now, what is the timeless truth there? What is it? What, if, what, what are we going to apply? Uh, should we also go and pick some sling and start looking for, hey, where is, where is a giant? Where is a giant? And, and hit him? Yes, it's the truth of God, but it is wrapped in a story. But what is the truth? What is the timeless principle you can apply to your life? It's not go and take a sling because we don't fight with slings these days. It's not go look for a, a real giant that is nine foot because you may not find one these days. And if you find one, he may not be your enemy. So you can't kill him by force. So what is the timeless principle? The timeless principle from David and Goliath, after you've read all of that, you've, you take the blanket out, what is the baby? The baby is, if God is for you, no matter the giant or big problem that stands before you, you will bring it down. So when you read that story and you want to apply it to your life, that is what you are taking to bring into your life. You are not taking how to fight with a sling and a stone, you're not taking how to dress like David. You're taking the eternal principle, the eternal timeless truth. Are you following me? All right. Oh, you read the Bible and the Bible says that Jesus Christ washed the feet of the disciples. What is the timeless principle? Does it mean when we come to church? Oh, what a church it will be. Pastor is standing outside and every member who comes, he says, put your foot down and I wash your foot before you go to church. Wash your foot before you go to church. Is that what? Is that the timeless principle? That's the blanket. The timeless principle, Jesus himself taught it. He says, look at what I have done. I am your master, but I have washed your feet. And I've done this as an example that you should go and serve one another. Timeless principle is not get water to wash people's feet. Timeless principle is serve one another. Are you following me? And, and you have to do that when you read the Bible. Otherwise, people are going to do weird things. Weird things. And sometimes you hear people do weird things because they say, well, it is in the Bible. It's in the Bible. But what is the timeless principle? Sometimes God can lead you or you can be led to do some things symbolically. Symbolically. Uh, like, you know, the children of Israel walking around the walls of Jericho uh, seven times, 13 times in all. Uh, it's, 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 what's a timeless principle? The timeless principle is that when God gives you a city, he gives you a strategy to possess that city. And when you apply the 
principle and the strategy to possess that city, God will give you the city. That's a timeless principle. But once in a while, you may feel that in order to do something, you have to also physically be there and walk upon the land. Well, that's a symbolic act. But the timeless principle is that when God gives you something, he gives you a strategy to possess it. That's the timeless principle you're taking out. So if, if God says, Mesotabel, uh, I've given you the whole of Africa. Am I going to start from Ghana and say, well, God says he give me Africa. He gave Joshua uh, Af uh, Jericho. He walked seven times. I'm going to walk seven times around Africa. By the time I get to Cape of Good Hope, <laughs> I think my life may be over. <laughs> I may not finish the first round before my life is over. So I don't have to go walk all around Africa for Africa to become my possession. But I have to find out what is a strategy that God has given to me. For Joshua, it is walking seven times. For me, it may not be walking seven times around Africa. Are you, are you getting me? You, you, you have to discover the timeless principle and apply it now. But remember, every word of God is revealed in a certain time, a certain location to a certain people, and it's specific at that time. But that word is covered by that time. You have to unwrap the time and get the word and apply it across time. And when you do that, the word of God becomes applicable no matter the time, the day, the location, or wherever you are. All right. 